Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, and joining me digitally, virtually, via telephone call-in, it is Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Tony, are you there? I'm there. Hello, everyone. How you doing, mate? Are you all right, mate? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to address this pretty early on, because I feel like people are going to pick up on it and be like, Sam sounds like he's drunk. Um, I'm not, um, but I'm not well. Uh, don't worry, it's not the dreaded COVID-19 coronavirus. Um, whilst following government advice to stay healthy by staying home, uh, I fell down the stairs. <laughs> Tony, don't <laughs> laugh. I know you're tempted. This is... It- this is actually not funny. Guys. Well, thank you. I laugh, but it's not funny. Because you usually really enjoy uh, laughing at my, my what would you call it? Bad mishaps. fortune. Mishaps. There we go. Uh, and yeah. this has definitely been one of the worst ones. So I was expecting a lot of laughter from you, but I appreciate the sympathy. But yes, uh, over the weekend, embarrassingly, I fell down the stairs. Um, fell down the stairs so badly that I smashed my head uh, on a sort of landing uh, and nearly knocked myself out, but I'm now uh, recovering from a pretty severe concussion. Uh, And I probably shouldn't be recording this podcast right now, if I'm honest, because I feel pretty gaga. Um, That's an expression my dad used when he was talking about my granny back in the day. She's a bit gaga today. Um, And that's that's really how I'm feeling, a bit gaga. Uh, But I'm determined to, to put out another episode because... Tony and I have been excited about today's episode ever since we kind of came up with the idea and announced it uh, last weekend. And Tony, what are we going to be doing? We're going to be rating your car, reviewing your car. Well, yeah, not mine. We're going to be reviewing the audience's cars. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, you you got the hashtag right. So well done. Um, I, I unfortunately am going to need a lot of Tony's support today uh, to get us through the podcast, which is slightly uh, concerning. Uh, <laughs> given his previous <laughs> track record. Um, and, and as excited as we are by this concept, I am also terrified it, Tony's going to get this podcast sued because he's going to be so rude about someone's <laughs> pride and joy that no one will ever listen again. But anyway, we're going to give it a good old go. Um, so yes, if you are listening to us, uh, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. If that's via Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever podcast listener you are using. Today's episode will be a little bit more visual 
than usual. So if you feel the need to check out pictures of the rides we're talking about, head over to the YouTube channel, which many of you will be watching right now. Uh, Howdy, you'll see a slightly pale and odd looking version of myself uh, and Tony looking very relaxed at his home because yes, we are social distancing, self-isolating right now. But anyway, enough of the intro. Apologies for my slightly lethargic sounding voice. We will get through this together. We are going to dive deep and rate your rides. We were inundated with submissions. I think over a thousand submissions within four hours. So I actually had to ask people to stop sending in photos of their rides via email and Instagram, things like that, because it was just too many. And I've now hand-selected about 60 that we're going to review in today's episode. And if this goes well, of course, we will try and do some more, because we, we, we think this could be a bit of a laugh, don't we, Tony? This this could be a little bit of a regular thing. Yeah, like you said, if we don't get sued by anyone. Or, <laughs> let's, just don't, sued. let's just hope we've not had too many American lawyers send their cars in because that's our lot. If I, if I slate one of them off, we're in big trouble. We're in big trouble. <laughs> so yes, anyway, we're going to get cracking. Enough of the introduction. Let's do this. First car is sent in from Hector and boom, check out this stunning Lancia Delta. Now, I know you're not a big fan of the classics, Tony, but you have to admit, this is something awesome. I love... No, you don't. No, you don't. I do. <gasps> mate, honestly, this this and the Evo, the Evo particularly, mate, um, back in the early 2000s, I nearly bought one of these cars. No, like, you didn't. That's how much... Okay, yes, wait, but we all know your car history. Car. So like at what, at what time? This is pre-supercars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is like like late teens, 20. I'll tell you what I bought instead because it was cheaper. I bought a Subaru Impreza Turbo oh. instead of one of these. But I, I looked at one of these. I just can't remember whether it was this one or the Evo. But what I do remember is that it was around the 20, 25 grand mark. Now, they have appreciated incredibly since that time and i can see why i mean uh we got to ask hector hector whether it actually works still <laughs> but i wouldn't ca- I, I wouldn't care, care if it- i wouldn't care mate. i mean i mm-hmm. would just love that car just to look at I'd put it in my thing. living room. and what a nice spec with that like dark maroony red it's becoming one of those iconic shaped cars if you look back at like, the vw beetle porsche 911 uh however you might think of it i do think the the delta is doing well and of course yeah you mentioned we had the the integrale evo and evo 2 i think well there, there were two versions right i'm yeah. not being mad there were yeah um, and of course uh automobile amos down in italy uh has been doing the sort of well, singer-esque uh, reinventions of them, uh, which looks, looks mad. Did you ever see him on Grand Tour? Uh, Did you see that no, episode? No, 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 I didn't. Okay, so he's doing like resto mods of the of the Delta, um, basically bringing it into sort of you know modern performance, modern components. Uh, and he was uh, he's a mad character. I did film a video with him on my channel years ago during Vlogari, uh, and he's just absolutely hilarious. And he had a, a really funny. Uh, encounter with jeremy clarkson where, where he just talks through some of the parts on the car and most of them are just there because he thought why not like there's like no reasoning behind why he's put some things on the car but yeah go and check that out if you haven't seen it the grand tour and automobile amos's uh lancia creation um but yes this thing i think we're going in strong from the start hector what a legend you have a beauty 
treat it well. If it works, bravo. If it doesn't, Tony said he'll have it in his living room. So you, you've got a backup option there. We're giving it a it's thumbs a, up, right, it's Tony? It's a win-win. It's a win-win. Win-win. Well, okay. well done, Hector. Well done, thumbs Hector. Up. Right, moving on then. Next up, we have this. This has come through from Steph. It's an Alpha GTV 2004. And I've picked this because I actually think they're good-looking little cars. Like, from a quirky era of, of Alpha, I suppose, it's either going to be a bit of a lover or a hate. Um, they did do a special version of this, I'm sure, like a Cup. Was it the GTV Cup, I think? Or maybe I'm thinking of a wrong model. But either way, I think a cool little car. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I almost don't want to ask Tony what he thinks, but Tony, your thoughts on the GTV? Well, Penninfarina designed it, right? Is it Penninfarina car? Coming out out of nowhere with the knowledge. I I believe it is. I think it is anyway. And it is fairly pretty, but but it's not for me. It's not for me. I (laughs) mean, I... I, You know, you're starting off polite. I know. (laughs) This isn't going to last that long. You wouldn't have that, would you? Absolutely no, thank you. It looks like a wedge of cheese. <laughs> Which one did they do the Zagato actual wedge on? That was a completely different car, right? It wasn't based on the GTV. No, I can't remember. I mean, didn't Fiat do exactly the same thing? They'd, they'd done a car that was exactly the same, the Fiat. Remember the Fiat Turbo? No. The, what was that? It was, anyway, it was basically the same car. Okay, okay. <laughs> You're clearly not a fan I mean, it's of a no. It's a no. no I mean, I, I think it's cool. I think it's different. I think it's a cheap entry into a cooler car. Like, sure, go on, Steph. Like, I'm not going to knock it. Uh, right, moving on swiftly. Uh, check this out. <laughs> Why, are you la- Why are you laughing? <laughs> Is that... Has Paul Wallace sent that in? No! <laughs> Mate, do you know what you're looking at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not... Um, no. <laughs> what is that? It's a Diablo SV, which was an SVR. It's a bloody road-legal SVR. So this is a hardcore variation of the Diablo. Like, this is absolutely... I'm not interested. What?! Mate, come on. How can you knock this straight away? What an I surely when you were growing up, this was one of your poster cars. No. No? <laughs> no, it wasn't. You never had a Lamborghini on your wall. Uh I don't think I did. I I'm not I'm not really interested in big old Lamborghinis. I know I've got a couple of friends that have got them actually. My friend of mine's got a white one. Not he's you know, it's a Diab di- is it Diablo? Diablo, Diablo. Diablo. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. What, whatever it is. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. it's not that it's not the SVR oh, thing, it's the normal one. Yeah. But this mate, this and is beastly. Like, this is proper like hairy chest kind of car. This is like hold on and hope you make it to the shop. Hold on, let me see if it starts and I'll get to the shop, you mean. <laughs> I think this is super cool and it just looks so casual. I, I, he's parked obviously in his drive or something like that. I'm a big fan of this. I think it's going to be big, shouty and mean. Apparently in the Diablo, you not only sit sort of so low and lying back like almost in a Formula One car, but also at a complete diagonal angle. So I can't even begin to think yeah, what it must be like to sit in and drive. But as a thing to have on your driveway, unbelievable. And the fact that it was a racing variant that he's then road legalized, like it's like an F1 GTR. Come on. It's not for me. What about the yellow? Do you like the yellow? 
No. Uh, do I like yellow cars? Well, I have to say I like yellow cars because I'm a speciality in bright yellow. So, Good point. There um, we go. We found one thing you like about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, got, yeah I guess I like the colour. Well I'm done. here. The, I'm, the, I'm the lawyer of behind the glass here trying to find one positive that we can stick to. <laughs> Moving on and check it out from Chris. Now, of course, we know Tony is not as fan, a biggest fan of Aston's and here we have a V12 Vantage. But the reason I wanted to pull this out is because I think the photo is fantastic. Firstly, it's at Goodwood. It seems to be either sunrise or sunset and the car is in an iconic Aston Racing Green. I don't know the exact colour code of that because I'm not enough of an Aston nerd. If this was a Ferrari, I'd be saying to you, oh, it's a giallo con tabala. But anyway, it's just a very nice green. It reminds me of the old DB3S greens and things like that. You know, classic racing heritage green. I love it. Let's move on. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. I'm not... Uh, now, you, you've stolen my thunder a little bit because this is an opportunity... You're not going to hear this very often, guys, that I'm actually not going to go in too hard on this car because if you're going to have an Aston, it's got to be that V12 and that would be a, a, a very iconic, considerable colour if you're going to have one. I wouldn't buy one, but I, I, I don't dislike it. They're always pretty, aren't they, Astins? I prefer the Goodwood sign behind, but been, I, I don't dislike it. Have you been drinking? No, mate. Uh, like that's a cool car. Just because you know, I don't, I don't. I wouldn't buy one. I won't like it. But it, it's a it's a V twelve Aston Martin, and it, and they're always pretty, aren't they? I mean, it's literally what I've been telling you for the last three years. But I'm glad to see, just because Chris has sent in his good-looking one, you finally come That's round. That's a nice one. Okay, so no, all the ones that out. I've driven or no, talked no, no. about or shown you just haven't been nice ones, have they? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stunning spec, Chris. I love it. I can't. I don't what think happened? it's an S, um, and I, I can't tell if it's manual or sport shift, but it looks like just a standard V12. You didn't let me know uh, if it was an S or manual or not, but who cares? Looks great. Perfect wheels. Also, let's just talk about this for two seconds. I'm such a fan of chrome or silver wheels. Like, I know there was the whole fad over black wheels. I would accept a graphite wheel, you know, like a, like a, like a gray wheel. But otherwise... Don't... Well, they did do that for a while. Yeah, they did but... did do that for a while. Are you not sick of black wheels, Tony? Mm. Um, would you spec it, black it, wheels on a car if you were going to spec a new RS6 would you spec black wheels no I'd have the diamond cut ones yeah. diamond turn ones I would make some pop depends on the car mate it does depend on mm. the car I'm just really off black wheels at the moment and I feel like they need to come back and, and that's why that car looks so good anyway let's keep yeah. going because we've, we've got a few to rattle through Ho, ho, ho. Here we go. Nathan has sent in his Mark II Focus RS with the Mount Tune Tune. <laughs> is it the Mount Tune Tune? Is that what you call it? I think it's the Mount Tune yep. 375. So a bit, bit of, a, bit of a, a fruity version, but we've talked about this before on the podcast. I am such a fan of this shape. Focus. I know that Clarkson called it like the Wayne Rooney edition, I think. Um, it was always seen as a bit of a hooligan car. And I will, uh, and Nathan, I apologize for this. You do tend to sometimes see them modified in quite bad taste going around Tesco's car parks into lampposts. But when there's a classy version, which is what I think yours is, Nathan, I'm a big fan. And I saw a dark blue one of these on the streets of London a month or so ago and thought it looked mega. Tony, your thoughts? 
Uh, not for me in white. Um, oh, okay. The performance blue. The performance blue is the one that I'd have. Oh, it's a bit um, like it's a bit generic, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Could you but get performance blue of this gen? Was that a thing back yeah. then? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was the blue, wasn't it? I don't. I don't know if it was called performance blue, but it sure. was the blue. Um, you saw a lot of orange but, and green ones. I remember. Yeah, loads of green ones. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't remember what they called that now. Green Hell or something. I can't remember what they <laughs> Did you just make that? Green Hell. I feel like you called oh, it Green Hell. I can't believe that was the oh. actual colour code. Uh, yeah, I, I, I made that up. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the, they're very good to drive, these cars. They make a really good noise. Uh, they're really talky. But for me, it's a bit of a chance car. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I'm kind of with you in the sense where when they get modified incorrectly, as in you do see some that just slam, like just loads of like anti-lag backfiring and like just not done well and just kind of abused. I think it tends to be that they are driven by people who are slightly more, I don't know. What, what's the guy's name who owns this car? Nathan. 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 Do you drive this car with a baseball cap? <laughs> if you do, you're, you're a chav. That's what happens. Is chav still PC? I'm, I'm like feeling awkward and like tiptoeing around the world. No, it's allowed. I, it's no, allowed? It's allowed okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I'm not being offensive. It's almost, I hope not. Like a, it's almost like a jewel in a crown, mate. Like, ah, okay. Sure. People like being called chavs. Oh, okay. It's something to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Nathan, I'm a big fan of this. I'd actually have a, love to have a go in one of these. And the other one that I'd love to have a go in, they did a special edition, like right just as the new RS got announced. 500. The 500. The 500. There you go, Tony. And they're still worth yep. big money, right? Yeah, all in black. Matte black only. All in black. And what did the 500 represent? Yep. It couldn't have been horsepower, so it must have been... No, no, no. 500 cars. Oh, 500 cars. Okay, nice. Yeah, I just think it looks super cool. I, I came across some Instagram feed the other day and I was like, I didn't even realise that car was made. Um, so much was my lack of knowledge on focuses. Um, but I actually think I actually think they're a waste of money. I think you could just get just a nice one of these, mate. So, um, like I said, I, I think they're a good car. I don't think they're a bad car, but they've just got that little bit of a stigma attached to them as to yeah. who drives them. And I think that that stigma was shaken off with the the newer Focus, right? That newer Focus RS Absolutely. suddenly went to like, oh, it's a real driver's car. Like this is about drivers. Well, for some reason, the Mark II was more about Tesco's car parks, one a.m. Yep. loud music. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, Nathan, even if you do hang out in Tesco's, I'm a fan. Crack on. Um, <laughs> next up. <laughs> next up and I shouldn't have lost I just need to look at my screen I'm actually I don't have my contact lenses in so I can't see the name one second James James you have you have taken a bold decision here by sending in your Pontiac Solstice now this is a car in my mind that is very confused by its identity is it American? I think all Pontiacs should be big, heavy, bruising V8 muscle cars. Uh, this is clearly not that. I think it was a little two-liter, or it was a very sort of eco-friendly engine. Is it a European sports car? It looks like it's trying to be that, but I don't think it was. I don't really know much else about it. <laughs> was it even offered for sale in Europe? I don't know. Tony, like, have you seen, did you know about the Pontiac Solstice? I, I, I have never seen anything so ugly in all my life 
that uh, that looks like the Ugly Sisters 8C <laughs> slash with an MX5. <laughs> I was actually looks, drinking there and I nearly it, choked on my drink. Um, it, looks, it looks like an, an 8C and an MX5 have made love and that's what they produced. <laughs> the thing is, I don't think it's that ugly. I just am like, what is it? And 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 maybe, maybe James, you've tried to do something a bit different. Maybe you are in America. Maybe you have an American heritage or history. Like, And this is for you, this is your thing. But I'm just a bit like, no. Like, I just think, no, like, uh, like even if that, what's the price of it? If it competes against an MX-5, buy an MX-5. If it competes against an Alpha 8C, then you need to go home and shut the door and never, ever leave again. Cause that looks like, <laughs> a, I don't, I am not a fan. I'm sorry, James. That's just, I just think it's a bit silly. But thank you for sending it in, James. Thank hey, you for sending it in. and as long as you enjoy it, and as long as you wear sun cream, because that is a convertible and it looks hot wherever you are. So yeah, as long as you get, as long as you, you have a happy time, who cares what we have to say? We have awful taste in cars. Well, you do. Yeah. Harsh. Moving on. Now this is sent in by Craig. Craig has submitted his 1991 Toyota MR2. And what I love is his submission photo is if it on track. He's a proper MR2 driver. And this one looks like it's almost been fettled to be be, be track-friendly. Um, I don't know what modifications he might have done to it, but it feels like it's just, you know, perfect for those track days. And the reason that I included this out of all the thousands of submissions we got is I actually like this shape MR2. And I think the MR2 gets a bit of slack every now and again, mainly because people put cardboard Ferrari body kits on top of it and pretend like they're driving around in 360s. But one of these in black parks around the corner from me. And every time I come back from the shops, I go, oh, what's that? Oh, yeah, it's an MR2. <laughs> Tony, what are your thoughts on this generation MR2? That that looks like that, that's been speeded up. In fact, that car is probably looks faster there standing still than what is actually going on the track, first <laughs> of all. Secondly, I actually think they're quite cool. When I was growing up, a friend of mine had one. And it never broke. It didn't. I think I blew about. It, it was. It was absolutely bulletproof. Japanese. That thing. That's the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, from my era, like late nineties, early two thousands, that sort of thing. So, yeah, like I said, my friend had one, and um, at the time, we thought we thought we'd hit the jackpot driving around in one of them. Well, so, that's the thing is because uh, it's almost like what the four C is in the sense that it gives you that feeling of being in a car that's more expensive than it is or like you know you get that sense of sports car for a quite affordable price yeah and as well like back then like i said we thought we'd hit the jackpot because it looked a lot more expensive than what it actually was and it it didn't break i mean i i, I, I mean i haven't been in one for 20 years i don't think so i mean i don't know about now but you know i've got fond memories about about that car so um Yes, thumbs up from me, that one. I think thumbs up. And I think, I say, the modifications, whatever have been done, I think look ace. It looks proper proper track-worthy and speedy. So, wow, we're doing well here. I feel like we're being overtly positive. Apart from maybe the, the poor old Pontiac, people people have got some good cars out there. And I quite like the variation so far. So I, I, I'm, I'm feeling positive about this as we move on to, here we go. We've got, oh, a weird name, Angry 
angry palm tree has sent in this Lotus Esprit Turbo. Now, I would imagine that that car hasn't moved for about 10 years because, let's face it, Lotus, not only do they stand for lots of trouble, usually serious, I think of the Esprit generation, uh, I just don't think they ever turned on, did they? I remember when I went to see Magnus walk out in LA and he picked up an Esprit and he's like, I parked it here about six months ago and it hasn't moved that much. (laughs) But... Oh my God, what an insanely good looking and cool car, especially in the black and gold livery. I actually preferred the later Esprits. Was it the V6 ones they did? The sort of the last smoother, less boxy shape. Um, but yeah. Tony, is this, is this a bit of you? I mean, I know the, the Lotus thing isn't a bit of you, but is this a bit iconic? It's iconic. I could see why he's got angry in his name. He's probably had to push it about everywhere. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, it, it's a cool looking car, like you said. It hasn't moved for a while. If it has, it's not moved far, but as in off his driveway. Um, <laughs> but do you not think this is the kind of car if your uncle or your godfather, you know, when you're growing up and you go around and you go, oh, oh we're going to we're going to uh, Uncle Tony's house. And if you walked in as a kid and, and your uncle had this or your, your parents may have this, you'd be like, wow, even today, I still think it looks super cool. Yeah, so where, again, where I grew up, in the next road where I grew up, the um, one of the neighbours had a Mark II one, and I would have been not a teenager, 12, 13, something like that, but just teenager. And uh, I thought it was a full-on supercar, mate. I mean, yeah. I, you know, because that's what, it, that's what it looked like. Exactly. It's got that style. Still today, I think that, that styling has lived on, and those wheels, those wheels on that car there look mega. I've never driven one, never even sat in one. Have, did you ever have a chance to have a go in one? Have, do you ever get them come through? Do you get sprees and things like that come through the dealership? No, not really. The odd, a bit too specialist, the odd, huh? Yeah, really specialist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. I'm going to give it a thumbs up just for, for having the 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 balls to, to live with it. Angry palm tree man. Uh, I think it's impressive. Uh, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Just, just, just for sheer look. Just to keep our audience no. on side. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, it's another car that we're not going to get sued for. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a tiny break here. Just while I catch my breath and reset some things. And we'll be back with you very shortly to continue rating your rides. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. 
Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. We're back, and we are continuing with this beautiful Series 3 Land Rover sent in by Paul. Now, I think you all know I'm a huge fan of Land Rovers in general, usually more so the Defender than the early Land Rovers, but there's something so simple about the submission from Paul. That's what I love. Firstly, it looks like he might live in South Africa, and if he doesn't, I want to know what part of the UK he's in, because like it just looks beautiful, and he also looks like he's about to go out on safari. Um, but it's just yeah, that kind of immaculately perfect spec, old British green with a tan convertible roof, opened up like i just want to cruise around i want to go to the the pub in that i want to go to i mean god let's just hope when lockdown's over we can still do things like this um but yeah i absolutely adore this simplicity at its best tony i've never talked to you about land rovers and defenders and other things like that I, did, I, do you like them did i ask i mean they are so bad to drive but that doesn't matter if you're getting a 1960s one or a you know a 2014 one they are just awful to drive however I've got a bit of a spot, soft spot for something like that. You can't but, help you know, but, but like something like that, right? It's just cool. Absolutely. I yeah, remember cool. years yeah. ago, I was filming a TV show or like an online show for uh, for MSN and we had to do something at the London Concourse d'Elegance. And for one of the sections, I had to drive, I think it was like a restored Series 1 Land Rover, like up the driveway of Windsor Castle. And mm. I got in here and they prepped it up with her and I literally floored it because it wasn't working all that well. And I'm not joking, flat out, people were walking past me faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. It was, yeah. so, I was like, this cannot be it. Like this, like, surely you, like something's broken. They're like, no, 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 it's just, you know, you build up speed in these things. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't quite know how people use them on farms and stuff, but one of my favorite experiences last year actually was visiting a company down in Portugal called Cool and Vintage who are doing the resto mod game on sort of well series three and I guess further forward uh, Land Rovers and they've just done some amazing projects the actual owner has like a I can't remember if it was a Series 3, basically an earlier one that looks like it's a barn find. So a body that's all rusty and destroyed, but actually mechanically is completely perfect. And he cruises around and it, oh, it's it's so cool. They're doing amazing, amazing stuff. And that's a definitely dream one day purchase would be to have a cool and vintage um, Land Rover. But anyway, yes, big thumbs up. Go on, uh, Paul, you've, uh, you've got a beauty there, mate. What a thing, Paul. Well done. Oh, continuing the sort of off-roading 4x4 thing, we now have a uh, submission. Again, I'm going to have to zoom into the screen because my lenses aren't working. I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. Sujanthan. Sujanthan? Sujanthan, I'm going to go with. He's submitted an 80s Mercedes G-Wagon. I mean, back then it wasn't really so much the G-Wagon. I think it was the 300 GD, he's telling me. And this looks ready for adventure. Uh, unfortunately, these days, you only really see G-Wagons adventuring around the King's Road and Sloan Street um, slightly differently. Um, but of course, back in the day, they were military vehicles as well and made for off-roading purposes. And this one in that blue looks amazing. And he just looks like, yeah, looks like he's going to go driving for thousands of miles. And I like anything which suggests adventure, I'm a fan of. 
However, I get the feeling, Tony, this this isn't going to be up your street. This is not for me, this car. I no. would have rather have had to, I'd have a Defender okay. over one of these. However, I do like the current G-Wagon. I don't oh, like the, you sell out. Yeah, no, I do like I do like that. I like you and every the, single and person in the world. Yeah, yeah, but but mate, they they are cool. Like like you know what I mean? If you if you if you've got a supercar and you're gonna and you want to tow something around, I mean, what a tow car! But That's what I don't problem. like is everyone's like raving about the new one because it's so much better than the last one. It's still not good. Like it's still a box. It's still it's just the last one was so bad that all they had to Correct. do was make this one turn on. And it was like, oh my God, it's so much better. Yeah. But I just think they're cool. But but at least they work now. I mean, actually, I think they were always quite reliable, weren't they? The yeah, G-Wagon? I think so. But yeah. just, you know, wouldn't go around corners and wouldn't stop and all of these different things. For sure. But, uh, yeah, anyway, that's not, yeah. That's not for me, that one. That's we don't know how to me. pronounce your name, um, unfortunately, but, but, but cool car from my side. Aha! Now, this is a bit of you, Tony. This is a bit of you. We have a submission of a Ford Sierra RS Cosworth. Uh, This has been submitted by Ben. Yes, Ben. God, I need to move this laptop. I can try and move this laptop a bit closer to me. My eyes just aren't working. Thanks, concussion. Um, Now, this, (laughs) I think, is a beaut. Um, First, I've noticed the wheels just look spot on. But after our kind of... uh, Escort versus Sierra uh, debate a few weeks ago, Tony. I feel like maybe you should take over on this thing. Yeah, this is a this is a real icon car. This, so again in my era, eighties car. Uh, again, one of my neighbours owned one, but he owned the RS five hundred, so the black one. Um, so even rarer than the Cosworth. This, I, 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 this doesn't look like an RS five. I don't think it is because they're all no. black. So. Um, yeah, this is just a Cosworth. Nevertheless, still cool. Um, yeah, just a proper, I mean, Ford RS cars, they're always iconic. Um, not so much now because there's too many of them, but this is a special car, mate, this car. You know what I mean? And, and a fortune now. A fortune. And the thing is, so if you won the Euro Millions, would one of these make it into your collection? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but but that doesn't that doesn't mean I I don't appreciate them. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I, like I said, you you know I had an Escort Cosworth for a long time. It it was awful to drive. It was terrible. You'd get all the power like a diesel all at once, and then no power at all. Loads of lag. This car will be exactly the same. Um, but there is just something cool about it. I appreciate them. Okay. Okay. Good man. Yeah, no, I appreciate them too. Never had a going one. Never really experienced one. Uh, my real knowledge or awareness of them came about from old Lenny the Geezer, who has rebranded himself as Lenny.Urban. Um, but yeah, I need to need to research them a bit more, have a going one, see what they're all about, because um, I know it's a big scene. And yeah, they, they look amazing. What Did you ever have one of these in the back of your dealership? No, it was uh, just the Escort. Uh, okay, I'm still confused about that. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Boom. Now, I had to include this. Now, this was submitted by a guy called Richard. Richard, I don't know if this is your actual car or if you've submitted this on behalf of someone else or whatever. It's a very dangerous move. Like, I'm very impressed that, firstly, you own this car, but secondly, that you're submitting it to Tony and I, who I think, between us both, have probably talked about our 
dislike slash hate for the McLaren Senna and about eight hours worth of audio content. So bravo for submitting it. Um, I, I'm going to come out and say it. Unfortunately, Richard, as impressive as the car is, and as I say, congratulations for owning it. I still think it's hideous, and I think your spec isn't helping. I know a big thing with the Senna was like MSO, every single car should be unique and different, and they really wanted to push people to do their own thing, which again I applaud, but ah, oh, just I'm just this is not not working for me, I'm afraid. Um I think it's drawing a lot of attention to Yeah, how just oh that car, oh that car just infuriates me so much. But you theoretically own one and I do not. So I don't really have a leg to stand on right now. Um, it's a very expensive car that will do uh, lap times and trip times much quicker than any car that I own. Um, Tony, dare I ask you on the thoughts on this particular Senna? I, I actually think, mate, we're going we're gonna to disagree. I actually think that's one of the nicest ones I've ever seen. No, you don't. That is, honestly, I think that looks really good. However, it is hideous. But they are hideous anyway. Look, I mean, look at the state of it, regardless of how it's how it's specced. But I think that is quite nice, although it's hideous, if you know what I mean. The thing is with the Senna, I just don't get it. I don't get the car. I, I understand it's the fastest road car to go anywhere, but it's so expensive that you can... St- still have a race car that would be cheaper. Well, I did, okay, this is exactly it. Because yeah. I think it's not a road car. From everyone that I've spoken to, even Shmi, and he might be cross that I'm saying this, would agree it's not a great road car. It's pretty uncomfortable. It's loud. It's noisy. It's hardcore, etc., etc. It's built for the track. It's built for going very quickly around track. However, yeah. it's so quick around track that you approach, you know, race car lap times, but at which point a race car is going to go quicker for less and better because slick tires, proper aero, proper performance. Like it's always going to be held back by the fact it has to still be a road car. And I know another owner of the center who says the same thing. It's like, it's really cool. It's great. But I know I could go faster in a race car for a lot less. Absolutely. So if you, if you say went round flat out round Silverstone in one of these, if you was a racing driver, you would get um, anything between 205 and 208, roughly, round full-track Silverstone. If, you, if you're a racing driver in a cup car, which is a quarter of the money, all right, granted, you've got to pay to run it, but you'd go round in two minutes, two seconds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's slower than a race car and four times as much. I I just honestly, I just don't get it. Yeah. Just the fact that you can drive it home, like who cares? What I would love to see is, or experience is a McLaren Senna and a 720S or whatever they call that new one, 765LT, whatever, on a Route Le Turby or like a, like a mountain road, like a you know, French twisty road can the Senna get away? Like, is there the road performance? Can you exploit it on the road? Because from everything I've heard of is you can't get close to the Senna's performance on the actual road, at which point you're better off in a in a quick supercar. And then on track, as we've just discussed, actually, when you're starting to do those kind of speeds, what you actually want is a race car because it's more purposeful, yep. it's more set up to do those kind of Absolutely. things. But, you know, this is a big, expensive, big boy car. And the fact that the owners were... Uh, 
encouraged to put their own spin on it. And I'm a big fan of car personalization. We've talked about this a lot before. I think even if it's in bad taste, even if it's not in my taste, personalizing your car, I think it's ace. I think it's cool. You're putting your mark on it. Um, it's great. So from that point of view, bravo, Richard, you're a hero. But I would rather stab my left eye uh, than unfortunately own that thing. <laughs> so we'll move on before I get myself into any more trouble. Uh, with this <laughs> submitted by Josh, it is a VW Trekker or American viewers may know it as The Thing. Obviously modified slightly. And I know Tony is going to be, well, I'll come to Tony in a second. The reason that I like this thing out in Bali in Indonesia, where lots of you will know I spend a lot of time, um, they have these as kind of like tourist cars. You see them driving around all the time. And like, I didn't really know that they were like a thing, lol, uh, n- pun intended. Um, but there's a sort of big cult obsession with these cars and, and a, an I- ideology around them. And especially in America, they're really sort of sought after. And I always just thought them of these like funny little cars you see in Indonesia. Anyway, apparently this car's in the UK. And as you can see, it's kind of been like almost like militarized, not militarized, but anyway, it just looks jokes and it's got a little orange flashing light on it. And it's riding about two millimeters off the ground. Uh, I think it's hilarious. What a thing. Tony, be nice. I, 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 it is it is hideous. <laughs> however, however, if you're not too far from my dealership, I would love to see it. Really? Because I I've never seen anything so funny in all my life. So when you text me and said, "Is that a skip?" when I showed you this car, that what you didn't you were taking that back now? No, I'm not taking it back. I'm saying that. <laughs> It's a funny skip. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to see... I mean, it's got a light on top. I mean... It looks hilarious, uh, right? I'd love to see it in person. Honestly. And my thoughts are that that's not running any kind of stock mechanical. So, like, I imagine it probably sounds quite good and maybe goes a little bit faster than we're expecting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's iconic. I think it's super cool. VW thing or Trekker. Well done, Josh. I mean, you looks like you put some work into that thing. So there you go. You've got an inv- invitation from Tony. And if you're heading down there, drop me a DM. I'll come by as well. Ch- check that thing out. <laughs> so moving on. Now, this car, I have a little bit of a relationship with, or at least the owner. That sounds a bit inappropriate, but I'll explain it in a second. So Tony, before I get carried away, what are your thoughts on the 355, but the GTS variant, and then this car in particular? Okay, so... Um, it's one of the best sounding Ferraris ever, in my opinion. They sound amazing, 355. Uh, it's not very fast. In fact, it's really slow, but it would be compared to today's um, cars. I, I don't think it looks particularly pretty. Uh, I think it's a bit square boxy, um, but it has got that, iconic look about it where everyone knows what it is you know it's a 355 um but yeah i I think they're cool i think they're cool it's it's not my generation of ferrari like i think a lot of people maybe five or ten years older than me often go for 355 instead of 360 and it's kind of seen as almost a bit of a collector's car at the moment i think especially the manual variants it's my generation that car yeah that's exactly it. it's your generation by the way tony just to remind you i am filming you so when you pick your nose a lot of people will see that um but anyway (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not picking my nose. I'm just adjusting it. Sorry. Um, but anyway, this particular car, um, I think is ace because it's the GTS. And that for me, if of all the three five fives that I would own, it would be the GTS because we just don't see GTSs really anymore very often within the kind of Ferrari lineup. And we've talked in, in great length on our Ferrari special about the, the muddle that is the Ferrari lineup currently. But yeah, GTS, just it's kind of cool that you can just pop off uh, that, that sort of little roof section and you kind of left with this Targa feel. Um, and in yellow, now this car owned by the amazing gentleman who lent me his 48 piece to own 458 Speciale in Dubai at the end of Drive the World. So um, he's an absolute hero. And he did actually say, do you want to take the 355 out one day as well? And I'm kind of regretting the fact I said no. I should have. I mean, what an idiot. But I, I just had enough going on that week. And I kind of thought... Is it a manual? I don't know. Knowing him, I would say yes. But then also... Actually, maybe not. I don't know. We'll find out. Clint, let me know. Is it a manual? If it's a manual, I really should kick myself. Um, you should have. I really should have. But I kind of, I assumed I was going to be back in Dubai by this point. That was always my plan was to return to Dubai at kind of uh, March time. And I thought I could have a go then, cheekily enough. But uh, but anyway, it looks beautiful out there uh, in the in the Middle East sun. And as I say, yeah, I'm a big fan of all the 355s. The GTS is the one, the only one that I'd consider personally. The only one, not even the coupe or the spider. Moving on. Oh, now talking about beautiful Italian target-topped spiders, we've got potentially one of the greatest of them all. Because right here, Anthony has submitted his 4C spider in a neon perfect spec with a kind of heritage livery, photographed beautifully in what I can only assume are Italian fields, but could also be somewhere near Southampton. Um, but yeah, this car looks absolutely stunning. It's got some of the nice elements that they applied to the spider, which weren't really available on the coupe at the time. So you've got the carbon fiber kind of like what I call grab handles on the front bumper. Um, again, carbon fiber mirrors, elements that we only saw on the launch edition. Uh, inside, I can't see if it's a black or red interior. It looks maybe black. Um, but then this heritage livery really reminded me of old, like, I don't know what, 60s alphas. The big number 11 on the front. Don't know, Anthony, if that's any significant relevance to you or to alpha, but I think this thing looks absolutely ace. Big fan, still beautiful, but I would have the spider headlights. These are the glass headlights. Um, Tony, come on. That is a, in that picture right there, that is a good looking car. Yeah, I never said they weren't good looking. And 11 amounts to probably the amount of quid it cost. Um, I thought you were going to say horsepower um, it has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, horsepower is one of the two. Oh, I hate um, you so much. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it does look pretty there, sitting there. It's a lovely backdrop, beautiful sun. Um, it's probably waiting for a tow truck. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, or, or or Anthony's in the field because it's because it's pulled him to the left and thrown him in the field because that's what they do. Right, we're moving on. Um, Anthony, I'm giving it a big thumbs up. It looks great. Crack on, mate. Have a good time. Your, your car's better looking you, than most of, most of Tony's. Uh, anyway, so now this is a special one just for you, Tony. <laughs> I was asked to include it. Our good old friend, Jonty from Supercar Driver. Now, the, just to really rub it into him, I don't even know what Lotus this is, um, but uh, apparently Jonty seems to think it's the best Lotus in the world and the fastest car on any supercar driver road trip, which I'm now going to turn to Tony and ask whether that might be true, because I get the feeling that maybe you were following Jonty uh, while this photo was taken. 
No, I wasn't actually following at this particular time, but I've pushed that car down the road more times than I've pushed any other car down the road, quite literally. <laughs> um, there's a couple of funny stories that involved that car. I nearly had a big accident following that car once. In, in I think we was in Wales, and we was going we was going through some tight roads, um, country roads, as in you know within the speed limit. And there was a big dustbin lorry come round a blind corner, and Jonty just got through. And I was in a four eight eight Spider, and I didn't fit. <sighs> and how I never hit this lorry or the wall. I'll never know. Whoa. I do not know. Honestly, mate, it was one of the scariest things that I've ever experienced. I had nowhere to go. I just managed to stop because it's tiny, that car. It just went tiny. straight through the gap. But I couldn't go through the gap. And then, and then obviously there was that time where we stole it in Scotland, <laughs> which was the funniest so just to paint a bit of a picture for those that don't know because we're going slightly towards the in-joke kind of territory of our stories but Supercar Driver an amazing club membership uh, club uh, here in the UK which I've been a member of for about four or five years Tony I think for two or three years now um, but we've both done a ton of events uh, with them they put on everything from uh, cars and coffee style sort of meetups at weekends to big you know European five, six, seven day uh, five star road trips um, John T I don't know his official title supposed to be or what he claims it is but let's i think assume he kind of handles most of the events right most of the bigger road trips and event logistics um i might have given him a, an events manager yeah i might have like i might have given him a bit too much of an ego boost there um but anyway he's a hilarious character uh slightly competitive when it comes to driving in the sense that i think he thinks he's lewis hamilton he can't drive <laughs> And then Tony, like, Tony likes to remind him that he's not. And uh, yes, uh, too many uh, hilarious stories with him and the whole supercar driver gang. If you're in the UK and you've got a nice car and you're thinking, oh, I'd love some people to go and drive with, go and check them out, sign up. It's well, well worth it. Um, but For yes, sure. we did a tour of Scotland when we both had our McLarens, Tony in a 570S, me in a 540C. John G was there in this Lotus, which let's just be real for a second. I think it's an Elise something cup right like a three something cup three six three eighty cup is it, is it no it's an exige sorry an, an exige. exige thank you sorry it's an exige um is it, is it an exige oh i think it is mate i don't think it's an elise is it is it is it an, an elise or an exige i think oh oh he's gonna kill us isn't he for not knowing <laughs> i feel bad looking at the picture and not knowing but i just i get lost with all the lotuses um it is a cool little car, but it's just because of who he is and the way he drives it that we like to mob him up. And yes, whilst in Scotland, we actually stole it uh, one night as a prank, filmed it all, put it on the channel. He genuinely freaked out. This is his pride and joy, this thing. Uh, and the fact that we, we don't really know what it is will only mob him up even more. I mean, so, yes. I've, got, I've honestly got shoes that are worth more than that car, <laughs> honestly. And, and, and they're bigger than that car as well. Oh my God. But he will tell you that you will not be able to keep up with him on, a, on an English B road. That is his claim to fame. So, John T, thank yeah. you for submitting it. You were a brave man. We both still think it's an absolute piece of crap, but we're glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> now, moving on, uh, we've got a beautiful submission here from Irving, an original Fiat 500. Now, I've been really keen on these recently because I think, or maybe I'm giving away a great business idea. I'm going to hold that tight. I just think this is a great car. Tony, what do you think? <laughs> I agree, mate. I think I think they're a cracking little car um, for a city. It's for a iconic. city car, what a, like what a yep. brilliant little thing just to buzz around in. Class, elegance, simple. Don't want to take it on the motorway, but 
No, no, no. Literally wouldn't want to take it anywhere apart from some shops. And you can fit but, way more people in it than you would realise. What, 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 what are you saying? What, it could be used as a bus or... No, 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 no. As I said, I don't want to give away my business plan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but it, it, they're, they're bigger than one would think. You look at it and it is tiny. And don't get me wrong, when I went in it, I had to have the roof open so that I could actually fit. But... Yeah, they're still. Oh, I just think they're great. I think they're absolutely awesome little cars. Uh, I would love to own one. I'd love to experience having one to potter around London in. I think it'd be ace. I agree. I think they're okay. cool. Irving, you're getting a big thumbs up from both of us. Well done, mate. That's the first first double thumbs up we've done for a while. Um, ah, <laughs> this is a special. This is a special one just for you, Tony. Now, I really like this. Submitted by David. Of course, it's a VW Caddy van but it's been modified and I think in such a cool way because he's put things like GTI wheels on and and the Golf R seats are inside and just little things that's basically made it look like a VW Caddy R or GTI. I think it just looks like a proper performance van, which I have to say, I'm such a fan of. I think that's a really good looking van. I'm quite glad that Lenny doesn't watch these podcasts because he'd be shouting, it's not a transit, but I don't care. I'm a fan of that thing. And I kind of think, you know, as a car to get around in, that would be better than your old pickup trucks, Tony. Uh, uh, well, uh, I mean, I think he's murdered that. <laughs> I, I think, I think, work a bit harder in your van and buy a Golf R and the van. <laughs> okay, I don't think everyone's life quite works like that, but I, I, I guess I appreciate the motivational pep talk. Yeah, it's motivational, like sure. I mean, maybe, maybe no, wait, maybe I should have been a bit harsh there because Probably. maybe no, wait, wait, because. Maybe that's what he likes. Maybe he doesn't like Golf R. Maybe he likes a diesel van to look like a Golf R and he wouldn't even consider a Golf R. Hey, back in the day, I used to do this all the time. I had a Mark IV Golf that I, I blinged up, tried to make it look like a GTI. I had an Audi A6 that I tried to make look like an RS6. That was an ill-fated high expenditure project um you know this is i'm not afraid of doing a little bit of tweaking and fancying i might my 540c i try to make that look like a 570s so you know this is this is my thing um and so yeah i i'm a fan of uh this this caddy i think david you've done a very cool job um so anyway we'll, we'll leave it before before you get depressed about tony's advice um now this here is one of my favorite submissions of all the ones that we got because i'm assuming it's pronounced guillaume like i hope that's how you pronounce your First name, Guillaume, Guillaume, uh, submitted a Fiesta XR2, the Mark II. And this, for me, represents an iconic period of hot hatches. And down where my parents live, somebody owns one of these and uses it for the run to the train station. So whenever I'm getting the train, I always see one of these. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to go out and just buy one. Like, what a cool little hot hatch. Surely, this is your era, Tony. You must love this. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, the Pepper Pot Wheels. Pepper Pot Wheels. He's got like some rally iconic. spotlights up front. It's just... Yeah, yeah. Oh, the shape of it, everything is just bang on. They actually they actually used to sound quite good as well for little one... I think they were 1.6s. Um, they, used, they used to sound pretty good as well. And then they'd done a turbo version as well. Uh, I which think, was lightning. Yeah, this is a sweet spot in Hot Hatch life like uh, of course hot hatches today are still great but we're talking about a45s that are quicker than most supercars i think this goes back to a time of 
small, light, nippy, well handling, good fun hatchbacks. And like, I just think yeah, that's yeah. a sweet spot. These must be a bit of money nowadays, though, aren't they? Uh, I would have thought so. Yeah, I would. I bet. I bet a good ones between five and ten grand. I would think. Thinking how far so, off you were with old RS4s, I'm assuming that's going to be a lot more. But who knows? I just think I think it's cool. I think it's a a desirable little collector car. Looks the part. Perfect spec. Guillaume, you've nailed it. I love it. I think we both love it. We're both very jealous. If you're in the UK, let me come and drive it because I think it's awesome. Me too. Okay, we did do a, a bit of a chat uh, recently about JDM uh, investments or JDM classics. Uh, and right here, David has submitted his R34 GTR. What I like about this is, who knows what's happening underneath the hood? It looks very clean. It looks slightly unmolested, which is quite rare when it comes to these kind of cars, I find. Most of the time, GT, GTRs from any era or generation kind of get abused. But this looks pretty basic. So therefore... I'm giving it a big thumbs up. And considering I drove an R34 last year in Canada, thought it was amazing. I can only imagine this is a lot of fun. So I'm a, I'm a big approver of the R34, David. I don't know why I've started speaking like Boris Johnson. Uh, Tony, over to you. That's exactly what I thought. I thought, why is he talking? I don't know what happened there. That was really weird. Out of nowhere, I got possessed by Bojo. <laughs> Maybe you get it's, the con- it's the concussion. Um, That's what happened. It's knocked Bojo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would tend to agree if that's a standard car, it's a thumbs up from me as well. They're worth an absolute fortune unmolested as well. Um, they always, they always have been really, really strong money. Um, but if it's a messed about with. No, but you know, but you, I think you could, I think you could mess around with it in a good way. Like if he's done some, some good modifications, got some good performance out of it without making it ridiculous where it's anti-lagging everywhere and banging, bopping and having an exhaust that's the size of a watermelon. So it's quick and usable and fun to drive, but still looks like that. I think he's onto a winner. What I personally don't enjoy that much is the, here is my 1100 horsepower R34, like watch it go sideways into a tree. No, I, I think, I think if it's a standard car, which it looks like, it's a, it's a, real win-win for me if it's a molested car and it's four or five hundred horsepower or more it's not for me okay. it's ruined you've ruined it <laughs> don't ruin david's day david you got a wicked car and i will i will only remove my thumbs up if it's more than 600 horsepower or 500 horsepower. Oh, it's such a sit on the fence <laughs> and the pc brigade okay i left this in just for myself because we have got here from Grobler. Is that your name? Oh, no, JP Grobler. Sorry, JP. What's up? Um, your XKRS. Big fan of this because obviously RS no longer really exists in the Jag world. It's been replaced by the SVR. Um, but the RS kind of was the SVR back in the day. I think the XK still a beautiful, good looking car. And we have to think it's not that old and it was still great. They obviously did the RS GT variant as well of this, which is a little bit more hardcore. I had a go in one of those from Joe Macari not that long ago. Cool car a grand tourer, big and shouty. It's a proper drag and a really nice drag. And this is black on black on black. And I just think, cool. I think, I think cool, you know, actually uh, in comparison to an F type, why not? I like it. I like them. I agree. I think, I think they're great, great value for money as well now. And that one looks really cool in black. Yeah. I like stealth, stealth, black, black. See as well, 
you go back to Black Wheels, I think that looks better with Black Wheels than what it would look with Silver Wheels. I think it would be smart as hell with some Silver Wheels. I just think it would be like, wow. This looks a little bit like you could be dealing drugs at 11pm in Streatham High Street, but we no, know because of the no. RS badge, we're no, like, that not a chance. Cool but like that. Yeah, you think it's Batman spec. I think it's drug man yeah. spec. But anyway, uh, we're both big fans. I think lots of people, this is a little bit of a note from both of us. Keep an eye on XKRs, uh, especially the the really late cars. So just before the F-Type came along, a lot of great technology in them. It's basically the same engine, look fantastic. And uh, yeah, big performance for, for not that much money. So uh, yeah, we're, we're giving a thumbs up for those. Now, this was submitted here by James. Uh, <laughs> I can already see Tony staring at it. It is a heavily modified 986, 986 sorry, uh, Boxster S. I'm just going to come out and say, I think, James, you've gone in the wrong direction. I'm going to be honest. I think I can see what you've tried to do. I'm not sure it's worked out for you, mate. I, I, I would give that a skip per- personally. It's a little bit too fast, too furious for me kind of half expect to see it like cruising around Miami. I like that you're doing bits. I like that you've made it your own. I, I just don't like it personally. Judging by Tony's grimace when it first appeared on screen, I'm not that hopeful he's going to like it either. But but over to you, mate. Well, I don't think James has got a girlfriend for a start <laughs> because obviously he spends his money on his car um, and not he's not women. Yeah. Um, but the, the, James, can I give you a bit of advice? If you haven't got a girlfriend, find yourself one and invest some money in her instead of investing any more money in that thing that's in front of me there. But you know what? He gets to say he drives a Porsche around, which we are always fans of. And so even though he's probably turned it into something that most Porsche enthusiasts would turn away from a Porsche meet, uh, it's it, the underpinnings of the car are still good. And he probably I loves bet. it, at which point, good on you, son. I bet that Paul Wallace is his hero. I bet that's what's happened there. <laughs> I bet it's got an armor trick system on it. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> James, hopefully we will see you around at some time. And, well done, and, James. Yeah, well done, James. Um, uh, now, uh, coming through from uh, Jason, we've got a very clean-looking classic Mustang. I wasn't going to include this at one point because I thought, you know what? It's just a nice old Mustang. But then I thought, actually, it's a really nice old Mustang. And I'm not the biggest fan of this era of Mustang. I'm more into like my Camaros and things from like back in the 60s. But talking about icons, and we have quite a few times in this podcast talked about cars that are iconic. The early Mustang is um, big and cumbersome and lazy maybe. But I I think that's a cool car. Don't you think, Tony? Like the Mustang's a cool car. Yeah, yeah. For sure, I, th- I think that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. No and matter where you go, really, it's always like ah, it's a Mustang. That's that's good. Yeah, like really, like like a classy spec as well. That, yeah, like, clean, really, like, classy, a really nice straight car. Anyway, that's why I wanted to include it. Just just a nice one. But we'll we'll move on briefly. But yeah, go on, Jason. We're we're, we're fans. Now it's a bit of us, Tony. This is a bit of us coming in from Mashur Ma- Mashur. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going with Masher again. I really, my eyes are just not working. Is that a symptom of concussions? Eyesight going? I'm a bit worried now. Anyway, uh, it's a 430 Scud, but in a really, I think, rare spec. White with gold stripes, but then a 
tan Alcantara interior. And it looks like he might be in the Middle East, and I'm guessing maybe by your name, Monsieur, and sorry if that's being a little bit judgmental, I'm assuming you're in the Middle East, and therefore in that part of the world, that spec, bang on the money. Yeah, so I hope he is in that part of the world with that car. I love the car. I'm not a fan of the spec. No but way. If you are, if you are going to get away with it, it's out there in the Middle East. It's too showy I, for I you. It's not a bit of me that I'd, mm. I. I love the car. This, I, I. I'd even consider a Scud, mate. I like. I like Scuderias. Um. But uh, not that's not for me. That, that in, oh, in that see, spec. I think that's beautiful. Like I'm not always the biggest fan of white Ferraris, but I am. A, this really ticks my box. Well, not mine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that then. Um, next up, uh, Charlie with his Civic Type R. I think this looks good. Again, we're like we all know, like Civic Type R's like win. Um, I think that look, look, looks good. Nice wheels, nice picture, cool car. I think they don't look good. Oh, however, no, I don't think they look good. I think they look they look weird, ridiculous. Actually, to be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they look like they've been designed in a wind tunnel. The bloke designed it had his eyes shut. Like however, <laughs> oh, how, how, however, that is a bloody good car. That is because we've had a couple of them in stock. And they are a really, really, really good car, as in one of the best current hot hatches. Yeah. They're really that good. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of them as well. And so I, just, I just think that one looks good. I just think it's a cool car. I wanted to include it as a spell. Like, yeah, mate, well done. Well done. Nice car. Well done, I, no everyone's brave enough to go and buy the Civic, I don't think, because it is a bit quirky. It is a bit out there. You're definitely showing up with a, like, oh, I've got Type R. Um, well, it's obviously, yeah. if, you're a, if you're in a golf car, it's a bit more subdued. So it's a brave move, and he's put his little touch on it. And yeah, big fan of that. Now, this is one of my favorite things I've seen all year. I mean, all decade. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Michael's F-Type SVR, which has been wrapped in the livery of the Jaguar Formula One team circa 2005-ish, just before they got sold out to Red Bull. This is absolute genius. You all know I'm a huge fan of racing liveries on cars. I've wanted to do this. I even thought about doing this when I had my F-Type, but I didn't have really the balls. And I was also looking at some more historic kind of Le Mans liveries rather than the F1 liveries. But this seems to have been done so well. I think it looks so appropriate. I do have some other angle photos, but I haven't included them in this slideshow. Tony, being a man who had a pink GT3 RS in the historic pink pig Porsche livery, please tell me you like this. I don't. Oh, <laughs> get out. I don't like it, Why mate. not? I like the car, and I understand the livery and the, the heritage of it as it being an F1, but it wasn't actually on an F-type, and it looks weird. So uh, <sighs> I'm not a big fan of wrapping cars anyway, if I'm honest. They I, didn't I put the Marlboro livery on a P1 either, but it looks good when you do it. it yeah, it, well, and I no, I'm again, I'm not that fussed about. I, I honestly, I, I'm not a big wrapping person. The only car I've ever wrapped is the is the Porsche, and that was actually on a GT3R. So it kind of looked similar being on a GT3 RS, but um, 
on any other car. Yeah, I just think they normally look a little bit tacky, mate. It's not, it's not, it's not for me. I don't really like wrapping, though, to be honest. Fair enough. Well, I think that's absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I think, Michael, you're my hero, and I'll happily buy that car off you when, when you're done with it. It looks amazing. Uh, okay, moving on to uh, final car. Uh, of today's episode uh, is being submitted by Peter. And I have a story to tell about this car, but I want Tony's thoughts first. It is the Maserati Grand Sport MC Victory. So is that the one, because I can't see it from the back, is that the one with the square lights or like the rectangular lights? Square lights. Right. I like that. <laughs> Do you know what the MC Victory bit means? Not a clue. <laughs> this is a car that I would call you up and say, oh, mate, they only made a few of them. There's only a handful of them. They're super rare. Um, because this was that. It was a limited edition run to celebrate the uh, MC12's victory in the, I think it was the Endurance Championship, the FIA GT1, something, something, something. They won something. Uh-huh. And Maserati made this with blue carbon fiber, some the seats the same seats out of my 360 in the enzo and a speedier gearbox um some other beautiful changes a great exhaust like i drove this exact car in new york last year and Did i you? fell in love yeah this thing for me is the dream basically got ferrari v8 in it sounds the bomb is actually quite mean and meaty obviously got quite a horrific f1 gearbox in it so the gearbox is a bit of a pig but it's just cool and it reminds me of an era where Maserati were actually doing kind of cool things I don't know or at least their association with Ferrari was stronger and I just adored it and it's a car that I feel like people don't know that much about because there were very limited numbers and Peter's going to kill me for getting how many there were something like 150 or 180 again sorry Peter because I know I should know but I don't um but yeah it's just a super cool super odd super little rare car for those nerds in the know like me and Peter and a handful of others and they come up for sale every now and again in the UK um and I just think I think one to watch what what a cool cool car I wouldn't buy one by the way I wouldn't no, of course buy you one. wouldn't but <laughs> but I lo- I like it I this is the bit like this is a bit of a Cosworth car for me. Okay. I, I appreciate it and I and I like to look at it, but I wouldn't own one. Okay, fair enough. Well, I would. This but, would be one of the cars that I would have in my, if I was a Euro Millions collector. The problem is they're about circa 35 to 50K, depending on mileage and, and condition, but they are a pig, as in, you know, you've got to spend money to run it and, and you want a good one. Yeah, yeah. And it's of that era, even if you were buying the equivalent Ferraris, you've got to be really Like careful. your 360? No, mate. My 360 is perfect. There's never anything wrong with it. So <laughs> anyway, we are now going to draw a close to today's episode. Um, of course, we've only been able to go through an, a very small handful of cars, but hopefully it's given you guys a taste or a, uh, a, a, an, an appetite for this sort of style episode we would love to do more of them hopefully when i've recovered from this very bizarre concussion injury which i've incurred uh i apologize if my voice has been uh, dreary or drowsy or, or slurred at any point um but tony i think you've helped help get us through so thank you very much mate for once again calling in 
No, no problem. And thanks for sending all your cars in, guys. It's been uh, it's been really good looking at them all and all the different all the different models. And it's been so interesting, everyone. right? Like that's the thing we we, yeah. we we know a bit about our audience, but we don't know that much. And so it's great to see what people are actually driving and the the range. I mean, everything from McLaren Senna's to to Fiesta XR2s to this MC Victory Maserati. It really shows the variety and and the yeah the quirky, weird, and different cars people are people are using, which I love. I think that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And and again, this is all just a bit of a laugh and a joke. And no, whatever we say, don't take offence to it. It's just that everyone, you know, one man's junk is another man's treasure. It's just the way it is. You know, well, there we be, go. Just like yeah, everyone loves yeah. my 360, but you don't. So, you know, what can we say? Well, uh, everyone no, no, knows no. the GT3 RS yeah. isn't that good. So um, let's carry no, on no. And, <laughs> and wrap things up. And so thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching here on the YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe and turn on notifications. If you're listening, also follow us, keep following us on whatever audio platform. And we will, we will, well, well, there we go. We will be back, hopefully, if I survive. Um, Tony, stay safe, stay inside. Don't fall down any stairs. See you guys. I'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 